Satanism. It's just good old-fashioned homegrown religion. And today on the show, we're going to talk about Satanism and what we think of it. Uh, I think it's one of the great American religions made by none other than Anton, uh, am I saying this right? Anton Sanzer LaVey. And uh, I've got the Satanic Bible here. And the first thing we're going to do on the podcast today is we're going to do an incantation to the devil. We're going to call upon the devil because it's Halloween and we're going to do some scary shit. All right. Incantation to Satan. In the name of Satan, the ruler of earth, the king of the world, I command the forces of darkness to bestow their infernal power upon me. Open wide the gates of hell and come forth from the abyss to greet me as your brother, sister, or friend. Grant me the indulgence of which I speak. I have taken my name as part of myself. I live as the beast of the field, rejoicing in the fleshly life. I favor the just and curse the rotten. By all the gods of the pit, I command that these things of which I speak shall come to pass. Come forth and answer to your names by manifesting my desires. Oh, hear the names. And I'm going to tear these up. So just bear with me, Satan. And and if I say your name wrong, just, you know, you, you get the picture. Just I'm from the South. I can't pronounce things. Just bear with me. Abaddon. Adramalich. Apok. Aharamam. Amon. Apollyon. Azamotus, Astaroth, Az- Azel, Balberth, Balaam, Baphomet, Bast, Beelzebub. There's a really good song where they're singing. What, what band was that where they're singing to Beelzebub? It's like a metal band. They have this great song about Beelzebub. i got to look that up for y'all. Okay. Behemoth, Behirit, Baal, Kimosh, Kimorese. Coyote, Dagan, Demabala, Demogorgon, Dabalos, Dracula, Emel, Eronimus, Fenris, Gorgo, Haborum, Hikat, Ishtar, Kali, Lilith, Loki, Mammon, Mania, Mantis, Marduk, Mastelama, Malik Tos, Mistopheles, Metzili, Mitian, Midgard, Midcom, Moloch, Mormo, Namak, Nergal, and Nahasa. Now, I'm sure I've mispronounced a lot of those. <laughs> so, uh, Satan, if you're listening, oh, there's more. There's more listed on the back. So, I have to go through all of them to get Satan here. Uh, I'm sure he's busy, but. I need him here today for the podcast for entertainment reasons. Uh, Nija, Oyama, Pan, Pluto. I think Anton got some of these wrong. I don't think anybody's called Satan these. Pluto, Proscopering, Proscopan, Poaka, Gibbon, Sabizios, Samuel, Samuru, Seedit, Sigmund, Set. Satan, Shadmaid, Shiva, Supa, Tava, Tehort, Tez, Tezcalapaka, 
Thammuz, Thoth, Thunrita, Typhon, Yautzin, Yinlo Wang. Now, where are you, Satan? You should be here with me. You've, you know, I need assistance in my life. Nobody? Nobody's here. Okay. Well, that didn't work. That didn't work. Um, I really wanted somebody to show up. But um, I guess this uh, satanic Bible's a dud. <laughs> I really wanted uh, to conjure some bullshit. Um, I love Satanism. I love Satanism. And uh, I love the idea of it that it is an American religion. And some guy just got bored and said, you know what? I like to fuck. And I like to do the things that I like to do the things that are pleasurable. And I'm just going to make a religion around it. And he did. He said, all the things that the Bible tells you not to do, I would be like, within reason, I think you should be able to do all that shit. And I'm going to write a satanic Bible. And we're going to have a religion where we give in to our lusts. And I think it's a great idea. This is uh, the Biscuits Buttered Podcast with uh, none other than Victoria Vandenberg. Um, I'm sick today. Uh, I wanted to record a podcast yesterday, but I have been... Um, I've been shitting my pants uh, on the regular for the past two days. Um, I've shit at least like 20 times a day for the past two days. And I'm now finally at the point where I'm not shitting my pants. I'm still greatly weakened. And I uh, just wanted to get in here and record a podcast, a Halloween podcast. This is our Halloween podcast. You know, the we're being lit by dimly lit tallow candles right now. The room is just, you can barely see. And there are pumpkins carved, uh, candles lit, spirits conjured. And we are ready to record a podcast. Uh, we uh, do have news. We do have news. Um, we are getting, we're going to have a Twitter account. Uh, we're going to have a Facebook account once we get them verified. Because I started a Twitter account. Everything was cool. And then I pissed off Elon Musk. So Elon Musk is not a fan of the podcast. Um, fuck him. By the way, you know, I was told that when he start when he took over Twitter, that it was just going to be this, uh, you know, just freedom of speech, wild west thing. So I sent him, I, I tweeted at him. I started uh, a, a Twitter and called. It's called. Uh, they wouldn't let me use my name, Biscuits Buttered, on there. So it's Bisque Butt Pod. So if you get on Twitter, look for Bisque Butt Twad. B-I-S-C-B-U-T-T-P-O-D Pod. Or, or yeah, you, you get what I'm saying. B-I-S, I can't think right now because I'm very under the weather. B 
B-I-S-C-B-U-T-T-P-O-D. Look for that on Twitter. I also started a Facebook, but they're like, you got to verify. I'm like, well, this is an anonymous podcast. I'm not giving you my fucking phone number. So once I figure out how to get that unlocked, uh, everything should be good with it. Um, but uh, those are those are coming. Be looking for them. The Twitter's already up, but it's locked too because the first thing I did was tweeted Elon Musk. Can I say it? Can I say it? You, you know what I'm talking about. Can I say it? Because <laughs> you know he, he he will defend anybody, and um, and of course the first thing that happens is. Uh, my account gets locked when I tweet at Elon Musk. So fuck Twitter, fuck them. I thought it was going to be just this fun, wild uh, thing that we would have where we would have just complete anarchy and chaos where you could have insane liberals that, you know, you know, like the liberals, like you see the videos of the Black Lives Matter protesters and they harass people on the streets and make them make them uh, say they're in solidarity with Black Lives like they harass and bully and traumatize people to make them say that you know Black Lives Matter which is you know I'm sorry it's the same thing as fascism when you're doing that whether it's for a good cause or not you're a fascist if you're going out on the street and threatening violence to make someone say Black Lives Matter, you're a fucking fascist. That's all there is to it. And then you could have those people, but then you could also have like the far right, crazy neo Nazis. And then you could have people like me who just want to like wedge themselves in there and kind of rile them both up. I just want to rile them both up. Like, look at these idiots going at it. Look at these fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> That's what I want to do on Twitter. I want it to be Wild West freedom of speech. I want people on there just saying what they want to say. And it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a great American experiment. Uh, oh, yeah. I did forget to mention, I started a Podvine. I got... Podvine is a... Um, scam. Okay. They sent me an email saying that somebody had requested that I start a Podvine. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll get on there. Maybe somebody, you know, wants me on there. And I thought it was like a social media thing. And I got on there and it's just like another kind of RSS feed type of thing. I'm new to all this. So I don't understand all it. And I was like, oh, maybe there's a group on there I could get. But, but no, no, it's just they were just trying to get me on Podvine. And now they're, you know, they just want me on there. It's like, fuck, I thought somebody actually had requested me. Fuckers, fuck you, Podvine. But I'm on there. So look for me on there as well. Um, it's just been a, a crazy week. Um Let's see here. What am I? Oh, yeah. We need to go over. Um, bear with me. I'm sick. Did I mention that I need to bring up my RSS feed? For some reason, I don't got it up. 
We gotta talk about something. Gotta talk about something on the RSS. On the RSS. Let's see here. Just bear with me for a second. All right. Let's get up in this motherfucker. Let's get up in that ass. All right. Let's see here. Um. Basically, let me get on the analytics and analytics. <laughs> All right, let's see here. I'm under the weather. I don't know how I'm going to travel. I'll get into that later. But tomorrow, I'm going to Nashville for Halloween to see um, Pussifer, and uh, which is a great band. Look them up; they're awesome, and um, they're just. They're just amazing. And I don't know how I'm going to make it because I'm getting clammy and just weird feeling just sitting here uh, trying to do the podcast. Okay, on the RSS feed, we're going to look this up. And I'm going to do this every week just to give a shout out to the people who are listening. Again, Belgium. I love you. I love you. We have people downloading it from Belgium. We have some people... And these aren't exact locations because um, it also says a lot of people listen to Cater, but I think that's me uh, re-listening to it, um, re-listening to it when I'm uh, at work. So um, I don't think these are exact locations. Somewhere Ashburn in America listens to Ashburn listens to it a lot. Anybody near Ashburn's? Uh, okay, so some place called Boardman listens to the podcast a lot. We've had new people from India, Hyderabad, and Salon listening. We've had San Francisco, somewhere, Mountain View, Greeley, Aberdeen. Uh, we've reached the Canadian citizens. Okay, this is a great uh, thing that I love. We've reached Medicine Hat, Canada. And that sounds like... Um, I don't know why. I just picture that being a little, little Native American community. I don't know why. Uh, I know nothing about it. All right. So we've got Khaleesi Tbilisi, Georgia. Uh, we've got somewhere in China. We love the China, communist Chinese. Uh, Zambia. Auckland, New Zealand. Mance, Germany. Bergen, Norway. Uh, Brussels, Belgium. Ithaca, New York. Ithaca, give me, give me a call, Ithaca. Um, hold on, I seen something on here earlier that I was wanting Portsmouth, Iowa City, um, Perkimentville, Beechwood, Iowa City, Bedias, Bergen, Auckland, all these Ithaca, all these great places. And I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody who's listened. Uh, I want you to email me at biscuitsbuttered at proton.me. I would love to hear from you. Uh, Anything you want me to talk about, anything you want me to address, any questions you have, I'll address it right on the podcast. Just, Just email me. I'm lonely. I'm a very lonely woman. Um... You know, I'm sitting here right now, 
Uh, I'm dressed up as Margaret Thatcher for Halloween. Transgender Margaret Thatcher. And I'm wearing a dress like Margaret Thatcher, only um, I've got my... Um, got my private parts cut out like you know i got everything hanging out that's what i'm saying the dress is cut and i got everything hanging out all right so i love that we got people listening i love that we're on what is this the i didn't realize this we're on the 13th episode i think so i think we're on the 13th episode didn't that line up well the halloween episode is the 13th fucking episode. How extraordinary. I did not set that up on purpose. I just realized it just now. So back to Satanism. Let's, let's go through this book. Let's just read things from this book. Called the Black Pope by many of his followers, Anton LaVey began the road to high priesthood of the Church of Satan when he was only 16 years old and an organ player in a carnival. By the way, I think most of Anton LaVey's um, stories about himself are um, just made up. I think most stuff from Anton LaVey is just made up. But it's fun. So why not? And here's something he said. On Saturday nights, I would see men lusting after half-naked girls dancing at the carnival. And Sunday morning, when I was playing the organ for tent show evangelist at the other end of the carnival lot, I would see these same men sitting in the pews with their wives and children, asking God to forgive them and purge them of carnal desires. And the next Saturday night, they'd be back at the carnival or some other place of indulgence. I knew then that the Christian church thrives on hypocrisy and that that's man's carnal and that man's carnal nature will, will out. Well, that's, yeah, I, I can't help but agree with him. From, from that time early in his life, his path was clear. Finally, on the last night of April, 1966, and I'm not even trying to pronounce that world word, uh, a, a Pergonot, I don't know. The most important festival of the believers in witchcraft. LaVey shaved his head in the tradition of ancient executioners and announced the formation of the Church of Satan. He had seen the need for a church that would recapture man's body and his carnal desires as objects of celebration. And then this is a quote from, Since worship of fresh, fre fleshly things produced pleasure, he said there would be then be a temple of glorious indulgence. Mm. A temple of glorious indulgence. And for some reason he put in here that this book is for Diane. <laughs> I need to look up who Diane is. No, it's just my, just my, my lady that I like. Mm. So this is... Um, Fun little book. If you ever get the chance, you need to get you. Um, I don't know what. There's a whole section here with the keys. I don't know what the keys are. But my take from Satanism: do what you want as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Right? That's the way life should be. Do what you want as long as it don't hurt anybody else. I think that's a great way to go through life. 
Actually, I think maybe the tenets of Satanism are better than the tenets of Christianity. Why not? All right. So I've also got the Necronomicon here. Let's see. I, I think I bought this and I never have even flipped through it. So we'll just flip through it on here. Why not? Um, Cthulhu Calls. Mm, I'm not going to read that. Uh, see if there's anything. Dedication on the 100th anniversary of the nativity of the poet Aleister Crowley. Well. So basically, I think this is based on H.P. Lovecraft stuff. For this. I need to read it. It's got all kinds of cool symbols and shit in it and um, just neato stuff. Different kind of magician stuff. Weird, obscure magic. It's not as interesting as the Satanic Bible. <laughs> God. I'm, I'm sweating right now. I'm sweating bullets right now because of whatever this is I have. I've already had COVID. Surely I don't have it again. I probably do. But I'm sweating bullets, shitting all over the place, and it's really affecting me. Well, anyway, I guess we'll move on. And we'll talk about Barbarian. I just seen the movie Barbarian, and it was really good. I highly suggest going and seeing this movie. I've seen it for free. If you go to DuckDuckGo and you just type in FMovies, there'll be this website. I think it's called FMovies.to or something. You can go there and see all these free movies. And um, I watched Barbarian. They had a good copy on there. And uh, it's really, really cool. So there's like this Airbnb. And people keep getting like overbooked there. And, um, well, I don't know if I should, what I should tell you because I don't want to ruin anything because I went into it not knowing anything. And I think that's the reason I liked it so much, but trust me, it gets weird. <laughs> In fact, it gets so weird that there's like a giant Amazon inbred crazy woman who wants to make everyone her babies and she chases everybody around with her tits flopping around and trying to breastfeed them. And it's just an insane movie. And that's why you need to see it. And I need to not give any spoilers on that because it's because the whole time you start it and you're like, why is this called barbarian? <laughs> you know, and, uh, cause they're, but, you know, just watch it. Just watch it. It's really good. Um, it's um, it's one of my favorites now. It's, it's a classic of cinema. They, they did it so well. There's so many things that happen that you realize later. Um, like, is this person a bad guy? Is this person a good guy? You know, stuff like that, you know. Uh, it's really good. Just watch it. Just watch it. 
That's as far as I'm going to go into it because I don't want to ruin it for you. I've also been watching Interview with a Vampire, the new uh, 2022 show. Uh, I'm giving this show a full chub rating. I mean, what what else do you want in the world? You have a bunch of hot vampires fucking each other, biting each other's necks, you know, doing sexy stuff. Uh, I don't know why I find it sexy when a vampire bites into someone's neck. I, I, I don't know. I just do. So I'm giving this a full chub. You know, Lestat's really sexy. Uh, everybody's really sexy in the show. And they fuck. <laughs> and that's the best thing about it, is you have really fucked up stuff that happens. And, um, you know, last night's episode was really... Here's the thing. The first episode's okay. And then, like, the farther in you get, the better the show gets. I mean, it's just so good. Every episode has been great to me. And uh, I have not been disappointed so far. I don't know how many episodes there are this season. I've just watched the fifth episode where uh, they get into a big fight and um, everything kind of falls apart in Louis and Lestat's uh, relationship. Um, but it... Um, it's definitely something I would highly suggest if you're not watching an interview with a vampire. They went full on, like not subtle gayness, you know, like the old movie. That was kind of like subtle gayness in the old one, you know, back from, even though the, the original movie is very good too, but that's subtle gay. In the new one, we're full on gay and it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> All right, so just give, give that show a try. Uh, it gets Victoria Vandenberg's full chub award. The full chub, <laughs> not a half chub, not a semi full chub, the full force of the four inches. <laughs> That's what it gets. Uh, and let's see what else have I been watching this? I hadn't, you know, usually I'm watching all kinds of horror movies throughout the season, but this season I've been so busy, you know, every weekend I've had something planned. Uh, I've been just running around full force and, uh, I haven't been able to watch as many movies. I, I did watch the Dahmer series, uh, and everyone is suing the Dahmer series now. Um, for glorifying him. And I, I don't think it glorified him at all. It's, if you watch it, it's actually quite depressing. It's actually quite depressing. You know, uh, and they, they say, oh, they got they got the guy from American Horror Story, which is a great actor. Uh, and then they got the dad from Step Brothers. And, you know, they're like, oh, they made Dumber sexy and, you know, all this stuff. And well, yeah, they did. And some of the scenes with him and his victims are kind of sexy, yes. Um, but I don't think they're glorifying them at all. And I just think it's so silly that people are trying to sue them for, um, trying to sue them for glorifying because it's not glorifying. If you watch this show, I guarantee you, you're going to be a little depressed because it's one of these people, the way they kind of do it is they show Dahmer as he would be, you know, I, is kind of this sympathetic character who just has a compulsion to 
eat people. And um, to me, there were several episodes I had trouble getting through just because I was like, man, this is fucking depressing. And the whole time I was thinking, I have a lot in common with Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> uh, have I, has Victoria, has Victoria been to a lot of late night clubs and taking home Loatian and African-American gentlemen's back to her home and and had dirty time? Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe Victoria's done that. And has Victoria brought them back and immediately put on Exorcist 3, which, as we all know, is the best Exorcist? <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of similarities between me and Jeffrey Dahmer. That's one thing that I immediately noticed. The only difference between me and Jeffrey Dahmer is that I don't want to cannibalize people and I don't want to chop them up. But I do want to watch Exorcist 3 and fuck a rando black guy. That that'd be that sounds like a fun fun night to me. Well anyway. So watch Dahmer. It's a great show. Um, it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun thing. Watch it. Okay. There, there's some stuff I'm going to talk about here on tonight or on this episode. Bear with me. I'm sick. I probably got a fucking fever right now. I know you're like, you sound like this every week, Victoria. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Let me bring up my tabs here. So we talked about Podvine. There's a uh, UFO documentary that I haven't seen, but I want to watch. I might try to watch it tonight called Moment of Contact. Um, let's, let's look up the description here because I hadn't really looked up. I watch anything about UFOs. I don't, I don't really even believe in UFOs. I just I love the stories. Uh, is an ex is an exploration of extraterrestrial encounters centered on a series of events in 1996 when citizens of Bargava, Brazil, reported seeing a UFO crash and one or more strange creatures. Um, it's really weird when you start looking into UFOs because uh, you know, like our government doesn't really. Um, our government doesn't really like to talk about it, but you know, like when you read, there's a lot of good books and I can't recall them now. I'll have to look them up some other time, but, um, you find out that, um, other governments openly talk about UFOs and you find out like France and all these other countries, like, really, really actually study this shit. <laughs> and, like, it's no joke uh, to them. Whereas, like, here, they're always, like, trying to play it down. Like, like no, there are no UFOs, blah, blah, blah. You're being silly. You know, trying to gaslight you and all this stuff. And then, okay, here, here's, a, here's a book for you to look at on UFOs. UFOs, general pilots and government officials go on the record by Leslie King. 
that's one I'd listened to a long time ago. The the great thing about this book, even though there was some uh, bad information in this book, I'll warn you about, uh, she did put in stuff that was obvious hoax, and I was like shocked that she put it in. Um, so there are some dumb things that she put in there. Just one or two dumb things. But most of it's good information about how other governments take, you know, basically she's taking government officials and pe serious people who talk about UFOs and putting what they say on record. Um, and that's what I think is a good thing. Or I actually, I might be getting this book confused with another book about the, about the bullshit. But anyway, that's a good book to look into if you're looking for information on UFOs. And cause you know, when you're in the States, uh, it's really hard to get a grasp on like what reality is because we have, you know, a deep state and a lot of weird stuff and the media is really weird and just kind of repeats whatever the government wants them to say and things like that. So, uh, it's hard to know what's real, you know, and I'm assuming a lot of these UFO sightings are just, um, are just technology that we haven't told people about yet. <laughs> I'm assuming that's where, you know, we spend so much money on the military here in the States that I'm assuming that it's just some kind of weird plane that we hadn't, or drone that we hadn't, uh, really uh, told anybody about and we'll eventually uh, find out uh, because there's so much there's just so much weirdness in this I mean you know we, we have a really horrible media that doesn't they like to zone in on one little story and you, you never know what the truth is you know you know you never know what the truth is here and I'm wondering is it easier to get the truth in other countries? Especially about UFOs. Okay, moving on to another subject. Jake Paul beat Anderson Silva. Why? First off, Anderson Silva is an old man. He shouldn't be fighting. And um, I'm assuming he would have beat Jake Paul in an MMA fight. But this is still insanity that Jake Paul... I guess he's a legit fighter. I don't know. Maybe he's a legit fighter. Uh, it's kind of insane. So um, that happened. <laughs> that fucking happened. Uh, I keep talking shit about Jake Paul, and I'm like, are the fights real? I don't know. Are they real? Maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe he's actually a legit fighter. Shit. I mean, it's very surprising. Okay, there's something else I wanted to talk about. Bear with me on the podcast today. I am extremely sick. And I'm just happy that I haven't had to shit in the past couple hours. I think all the medicine I've been taking is really, um, really taking hold. So this is not a Halloween movie, but... It's a really fucking good movie. So the other day, my uh, associate 
um, sent me a clip of Bob Hoskins, the great, brilliant actor Bob Hoskins, who played Mario and was in Roger Rabbit. Fucking loved Roger Rabbit. And I, you know, Bob Hoskins is one of those people. He does an American accent so well that you forget that he's British. That's how fucking amazing he is. So my brother sent me this clip. Um, no, not my brother. I shouldn't reveal anything about my social life, my associate. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're not going to even cut that out. Um, well, anyway, send me this clip of Bob Hoskins. And Bob Hoskins is said, I didn't even know who Mario was. My kid was like, you got to play Mario. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then he goes, but I used to play King Lear. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Like this guy who's like this esteemed actor. Like they offer him Mario, which in my opinion is a huge role. You shouldn't look down on it. It's like, but I used to play King Lear. It's like, yeah, well, you're going to be remembered for Mario, not King Lear. Everybody's played King Lear. Well, anyway, uh, and I did a deep dive on Bob Hoskins. And we've been sleeping on Bob Hoskins. Okay? So I want everybody at home to watch The Long Good Friday. It's called The Long Good Friday. It came in, out in 1980. And uh, it's about a crime boss uh, trying to become legitimate. And he's trying to do this deal with a guy from New York, a businessman from New York. And so the guy from New York shows up and they're going to do this big legitimate deal and it's going to like make him a billionaire or something. And all of a sudden people start getting killed. Uh, shit starts getting blown up. Everything starts going awry and he has to do everything to find out who's fucking, uh, fucking coming after him. Cause he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know who's coming after him. And I can't reveal too much about this. There's there's big reveals at the end, but um, he um, he's he's just the best. This is a great movie, and it's a great gangster movie that I missed. Uh, it's kind of like a Guy Ritchie movie before Guy Ritchie was probably even well. Guy Ritchie was born then. Well, anyway, it's like a Guy Ritchie movie before Guy Ritchie movies. Only better than Guy Ritchie movies because Guy Ritchie isn't that great. So watch that. It's fucking amazing. I really had a blast watching that. I felt like, like how have I, how have I fucked this up? You know, how have I missed this movie for so many years? Because I am a fan of movies. I watch a lot of fucking movies. I missed that one. And uh, I feel ashamed. I feel ashamed that I missed that one. All right. So, as I said, tomorrow I'm going to be in Nashville. There's several haunted houses. There's one called Beast House. Um, there's another one called Nashville Nightmare. And there's another one called Devil's Dungeon. 
That one sounds like. So I think the theme of the podcast today is just the devil. So we're going to try, me and Bert's Chili are going to try to hit hit up some of these uh, and see which one's the best. Because I've never been to a haunted house in Nashville, Tennessee before. Um, and for, for my European, for my European and foreign um, listeners, uh, I know you're like, man, this, this lady's all over the place. I am, because in the States, the States are huge, right? They're fucking huge, but we all drive cars. So I'm constantly in my, in my beautiful 1995 Mitsubishi Mirage, driving all over the state, driving to other states. I do this every weekend. I go somewhere. I, I just try to see the world and do things. And this Monday, I will be in Nashville, Tennessee, and we're going to go to some of these um, haunted houses. Uh, and that, that's one thing that I noticed that anytime I've met a European or someone from another country, they're, they're astounded by how far we drive around and like how far we travel to go to work and to go to, you know, I drive like an hour and a half to go to work. Uh, and I'm just like, that's just my normal day. I drive an hour because we don't have trains, not many anyway. We don't have any type of good public transport. We just hop in our cars and drive around. And I do it all the time. I've just gotten used to it. It's just my normal. Nothing I love more than spending countless hours in a car driving to a destination. Well, anyway, let's name off these haunted houses. Nashville Nightmare Haunted Houses. Slaughterhouse. Devil's Dungeon. Me and Bert's going to have to go to some of these. Haunted Hell, Nashville, Beast House, the Money Back Haunted House. The Money Back Haunted House. This multi-attraction experience actually offers a full refund. If you can complete the tour through the Haunted House, a free fall from the roof and a special beast challenge that purportedly involves eating something really nasty. Even if you don't get your money back, you'll get to spend an enjoyable evening making your way through the Isaac Ketchum Mansion. That sounds familiar. Isaac Ketchum. Isn't there a writer named Ketchum? Okay. Uh, between Madison and Goodlettsville. Well, holy fuck. That one sounds interesting. I don't know about eating something nasty, but... Okay, there's the Clarksville Zombie Hunters, Creepy Hollow Haunted Woods, Deadlands Haunted Woods. I'm just going to go to whatever. Let's see whatever the Google rated the 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 best one. Let's see here. We Nashville Nightmare Haunted House. The Nashville Nightmare has 2000 reviews and it got a 4.4. So, but there's one that got a 4.5, but it's only got 322. So I guess me and Bert might go to the Nashville Nightmare. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Um, I don't know if I've ever explained this, but I love Halloween. It's the greatest holiday 
there ever was. I truly believe that. It's it's a great fucking holiday. Um, I've been obsessed with it as a child. Uh, I used to read books about it. Even as a child, I'd be reading like David J. Scale and all these books about the history of Halloween. And um, it's just... I don't know. It's just always appealed to me. It's this day that you can dress up and be something different than yourself. It's escapism. It's it's the best there is and the best there ever was. I just I love it, and um, I um, I just don't think there's a better holiday. You know, I love Christmas too, but but there's something special about Halloween, and we wanted my my. My friend Bert's Chili sent me a meme about the, uh, he said, did you know that there's a mascot for Halloween? I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, of course there's a mascot for Halloween. He's like, you've heard this legend about Jack? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who isn't, right? Now I realize a lot of people don't know this. So we're going to talk about it today. Um, the legend of Stingy Jack. Um, we'll just uh, go through here. This is an Irish myth about Stingy Jack. And uh, according to the story, Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink. So he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. Um. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put it into his pocket next next to a silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back. And I'm getting this from an article right now, so I'm not plagiarizing it. I'm just reading it from an article and, uh, on history.com, uh, which prevented the devil from changing back into his original form. Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year and that should Jack die... He would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While he was up in the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark so the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for ten more years. Soon after, Jack died. As the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. The devil, upset by the trick Jack had played on him and keeping his word not to claim his soul, would not allow Jack into hell. He sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved out turnip and has been roaming the earth, roaming the earth with his lit up turnip ever since. The Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern. Jack of the Lantern. And then simply, Jack O'Lantern. In Ireland and Scotland, people began to make their own versions of jack-o'-lanterns by carving scary faces into turnips or potatoes and placing them into windows or near doors to frighten away stingy Jack uh, and other wandering evil spirits in England. Large beets are used. Immigrants from these countries bought the jack-o'-lantern tradition, brought the jack-o'-lantern tradition with them when they came to the United States. They soon found that pumpkins, a 
fruit native to America made perfect jack-o'-lanterns. You know, I need to go buy a turnip this year. I'm going to start buying a turnip. I'm going to be a hipster. And I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to buy a turnip and go, this is actually the way you're supposed to do it. <laughs> see what people say about that. I'm going to walk around Nashville with a turnip and just see what people say. Like, this is, this is the way it's supposed to be done. <laughs> like, this is the way they did it back in the old golden days. I need to move to Ireland. The other day I was... Um, there's so much I want to talk about with this article, but you know how my mind is. It jumps all over the place. There was a show on public television called Ireland with Michael. Has anyone heard of this show? Ireland with Michael. And I need to put that on the tags for this podcast. Ireland, Ireland with Michael. And um, it's this guy and he just goes around Ireland talking to people and going to different places. And Ireland looks... So beautiful and so fun, and um, I just got to get there sometime. I got to get to Ireland to meet my ancestors and uh, and to carve turnips, obviously. But first off, you know we 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 conjured the devil earlier, right? We conjured the devil earlier, but how dumb is the fuck? Listen, how dumb the devil is, Jack, stingy Jack. Tricks the devil at every turn. You would think that someone... I, I, I'm just saying, that's a very important position. You are the commander of the nether regions. You're the commander of hell. Okay? You're commander of all the rings of hell. And this guy is fucking tricking you. Like, like pretty easily tricking you. I don't want to... I don't want to... Look. The devil might be lower functioning. That's all I'm saying. The devil might not be too bright, which bothers me. I've always pictured the devil being a very sharp, sophisticated individual. But according to this legend, the devil's kind of like a dumbass. Um, and so, you know, I just conjured him earlier in the show. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, like, what's he worth? If you can trick him that easy, I mean, I'm. I don't. I hope this story isn't true. I hope this story isn't true. I mean, you know, it's kind of like um. May, maybe he got syphilis. I know that's taking a weird turn. Maybe he got syphilis. You know how like um, Al Capone. You know, like Al Capone. I was like, oh, this guy was like a huge gangster making all kinds of money. They talk about in prison, like how retarded he was and how before he went to prison, he'd be like out trying to fish in his pool because he'd be that retarded because he had syphilis, untreated syphilis, and it just rotted his brain. Because I suppose you have to be smart to get to where you got, but the syphilis is what took him down. So maybe the devil has syphilis. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't at his best at this moment. Maybe something... Maybe he had the shits like I have today. I don't know. But I expect more from the devil. I just want to say that. I expect a lot more from Satan. He needs to uh, get it together. And uh, we're going we're gonna to go buying turnips today. That's all I'm going to say. We're going to go buying turnips. And we're going to be like, look, the devil wasn't at his best. Like, you're not getting 
prime devil. The, the Stingy Jack story was not prime devil. It was more like Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. You're not getting prime Silva, okay? Prime Silva would have murdered him. You're getting old, old, beaten up man Silva. <laughs> so don't, don't, uh, don't fuck with it too much. Don't think that's the way he is. So last night, I, um, last night, I'll stop messing with my phone and actually talk on here. Uh, last night, for some reason, I rewatched Eyes Wide Shut which a lot of people consider Stanley Kubrick's worst movie. And um, I don't know why I rewatched it, because there's a lot of interesting stuff that happens, but then there's a lot of like, the dialogue is really bad in the movie. And I think that's what made the movie kind of boring, is because the dialogue was so bad and bland. So I love this movie because it's kind of like how the rich live. You know, they, they live in a different world than us. And if you can help them, like this doctor that Tom Cruise plays, you can be kind of involved in their world. So, and I, I forgot how beautiful Nicole Kidman was back in the day. I forgot how drop-dead gorgeous she was back in the day. I mean, it shows her, and Stanley Kubrick did a great job when she, like at the first of the movie, when it shows her silhouette, her naked silhouette, how beautiful she was. Uh, and Tom Cruise too, just stunning. And, um, you know, they're invited into these, um, they're invited into these, um, the world of the rich, you know, cause he's helping these rich people. Um, you know, like if a guy, if like a rich guy's fucking, uh, a drug addict, you know, he'll go and make sure the drug addict doesn't overdose stuff like that. Uh, hold on, give me a second. Okay, Victoria's feeling it. <laughs> this sickness, yeah, it's making me feel cold and clammy and everything else. I had to pause it for a second and drink some water and turn on the air conditioner and eat a banana real quick because I was just not doing too well today. Victoria's not doing well. I'm chugging this water. Felt like I was about to pass out there. But that's how dedicated I am to the Biscuits Buttered podcast with Victoria Vandenberg. Email me at biscuitsbuttered at proton.me. And let me finish what I was going to say about Eyes Wide Shut. I don't know where I was at in explaining that. But so basically you have the this guy who's sort of uh, he's a doctor to rich people. And then he meets an old friend in an event, and the old friend says, man, I play these gigs. I play these gigs at uh, these events where they have sex parties and wear masks and cloaks and, you know, have all these behind-the-scenes, like, crazy rich people parties that... Uh, you have to have a password to get into. And Tom Cruise says, man, that's crazy. You know, what if I, since you have the password, what if I just went out and got me a costume and showed up? And he's like, no, no, don't do that. And he's like, well, they won't be able to connect you to me. And he's like, no, 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 don't do that. 
So then Tom Cruise shows up and goes to one of these wild, rich sex parties with masks and everything and cultish sex parties. Uh, it's just the best. And um, you, you should watch it if you can. I'm feeling really, really bad right now, so I'm about to end the podcast. <laughs> uh, Biscuits Buttered with Victoria Vandenberg. Email me at biscuitsbuttered at proton.me.